we've definitely been asked this one a lot, like how much should you raise your rates? So the first thing I'm gonna say is do a check-in. How healthy are your rates right now? What is the financial wellness situation of your current rates, right? Because you might be doing a small incremental increase right now, or maybe you need a major overhaul. Being a circus boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eileen, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. Thanks for joining us today. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to raise your rates because we're seeing a lot of numbers roll in from our survey. Yes, we're doing a survey right now. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later. But in general, the numbers that we see rolling in are lower than what I was expecting and lower than what we've seen from our frame of reference of doing event work for years. So I just want to say that you deserve to be paid well for your skill and your expertise. And maybe it's time to raise your rates. So that's why we're talking about it today. Exactly. So this is for you if you are a performer or a company booking gigs directly with clients. Or with event planners too. Yeah, with event planners too. We do have a couple of tips for performers who work for companies too. So stay till the end. We have some tips for you on how you can have the conversation about how to raise your rates as well. Yeah, because sometimes that can feel hard if someone else is setting your rate. How do you even start to talk about, hey, can we do a rates increase, please? Okay, so let's dive in and let's first talk about why are we even talking about this? Why is it a good strategy to raise your rates beyond the fact that we're coming out from a pandemic and we've all learned that you need to have more than three to six months of savings back up? Uh, Obviously, I'm more an advocate of nine to 12 months of savings now. Beyond that, even in normal times, your rates are not a set it and forget it kind of thing, right? And it has to balance out with how much work you can do because you might be setting your rate based on some projections of how often you'll work, right? That's one really simple way to set your rates of like, oh, this is how much I need to make per year. This is how much I think I can work. And therefore, every time I work, it needs to be this amount. Mm -hmm. Pretty basic equation. But what happens if you don't get the amount of work that you thought? Then you're not hitting your financial needs or your financial goals. So that's the first reason that your rates are not a set it and forget it kind of thing. You don't just make them once based on how much work you're doing, you need to look back and see, are they actually helping you meet your goals? Then another reason that it's a good strategy to consider raising your rates is the opposite of that. Maybe you were so busy that you had too many events. And that's always a good time to say, well, if my schedule was fully booked and I'm turning clients away left and right, then it might be time to raise your rates because then you can serve your clients even better because you're not going to be as overworked. 
and that has more value to it. So that should be a higher rate. Also, let's face it, expenses go up, right? Your rent probably goes up every year. Your groceries go up. Lots of things increase every year. So that means your expenses are going to increase every year and probably your value. You've gotten better at what you do. Maybe you have more offerings, have more costumes, have more acts. Your understanding of what works in certain environments gets better the more you do. So basically, just like you are ever evolving and growing, your rates should too. Yeah. And I mean, other vendors do this too. Yes. Like caterers and DJs. Lots of other vendors raise their rates. So this is totally common and totally normal. And then you also have to look at the fact that sometimes events book in advance. So you may be working off of last year's rates or sometimes even farther back, depending on when the event booked. So all of that to say it can just take a while once you do raise your rates to see that increase kind of affect hit your, your pocketbook. <laughs> hit, yeah, hit your pocketbook. Yeah. And that's why we recommend doing a price increase every year to every two years. It's good to kind of just get in a habit of that. I mean, every year is nice, but we say every year to two years because we honestly never had time to do it every year because it takes a process. You want to just, I believe in basing it off your numbers, not just random, which we'll talk about in a minute. But so it takes some time to actually reflect and look forward. So We didn't get to it every year, but at least try to get it to it every two years. And hey, coming out of a pandemic, perfect time to raise your rates. It definitely is. So now we've talked about why you should raise your rates, but how much should you raise them when it's time to raise them? I think that's the next area to uncover, to unpeel here. Right. I know. Like I've, we've definitely been asked this one a lot, like how much should you raise your rates? So the first thing I'm going to say is do a check-in. How healthy are your rates right now? What is the financial wellness situation of your current rates, right? Because you might be doing a small incremental increase right now, or maybe you need a major overhaul. So you're going to look at where you are first before you figure out how much to raise it. So the first question is, where did you get your current rate? So we're big advocates, depending on when you've started listening to us. We talk about know your numbers, know your market, and know your value. So if your current rate is meeting all of those, like meeting your financial needs and goals, and it's comparable to what other performers and vendors are charging in your slice of the market, and it reflects your values, then you're starting out at a good place then you will be doing like an incremental raise. If you don't feel like your current rate is reflecting all of those things, totally go over and check out circusboss.com slash gig pay guide. It's our circus freelancer gig pay guide. Um, It's a really great way to look at different perspectives to find a rate that meets all of these, um, these areas, right? So that's before we talk about how much to increase your rate, you have to look at how are your rates serving you right now. And that's so important just to look back and have that perspective. I think it's really helpful before you start talking about how much to just look at where you're at right now. Right. Because if you find out that your rates aren't sustaining and and it doesn't reflect your value, then why just stick with that low rate and do incremental increases? You're allowed to do a large bump and do like a full overhaul if that's what you need to do. And right, on the flip side of that, if you have rates that work for you and you're doing more of an incremental rate increase, there's no magic number for what that 
rate increase should be, right? So there's several areas that we recommend looking at that can be really helpful when you're trying to determine how much to raise your prices. And one really helpful way is to look at the annual cost of living increase for your area. And I'll just say in general, that tends to be around 2%. I think it's a little bit lower this year, believe it or not. Um, some years it's actually 3%. So it's generally pretty a pretty small increase. So you're definitely going to want to do more than that because you probably have other goals and things you need to consider as well. But that's a good baseline to look at first. And then next, you want to look back at your finances and see if you're meeting your financial goals. Are you profitable? How did you do with finances? Then you want to look forward and think about what you want in the next two years. Because what you don't want to do is set a new rate right now and then realize, oh, but there are all these other things that I need to do, which kind of just puts you in the hole. So you want to just be thinking ahead. Do you have a new act that you're going to be making? Are you going to have expenses related to that? Do you want to invest in new equipment? Are you going to be adding new offerings? Adding to your team? Building a new website? There's so many different areas that you can grow and things that your business might need. So you want to just think about all of that as you're setting prices as well. And, and I'll just throw out here if this is helpful at all. That when we ran our company, Animate Objects, our price increases were somewhere in the range of 10 to 20%. I just thought I would add that in there in case that's helpful for anyone. Yeah, I really like the idea of looking forward because like you mentioned earlier, it takes a while for that price increase to reach it to your pocketbook, right? So if if you're continually setting your rates based on your current finances and your your past finances, then how are you growing? How are you ever expanding? Oh, maybe one day if or one day when, like, no, plan for that now. And like, yeah, adding to your list, you might want to get a warehouse or a studio or, you know, some larger thing. And so like, to get there, you've got to start raising your rates now to start making that dream a reality. Exactly. So, you know, look back, look forward. Um, we gave you our percentage that we used to use, but find your own, make it work for you. But what if the price jump that you realize that you need is actually a really large jump? So maybe mm -hmm. you weren't starting from a place from a really good solid rate in the first place, or you have just expanded your business dramatically, or maybe you want to expand it. So we actually had to do this once. We, we did a pretty massive, a pretty massive uh, price increase. And here's my advice, because it can be awkward and it can be a little challenging. But mm -hmm. my advice is to set your new rates as what they are the day that you figure it out with confidence for all of your new clients moving forward. Then for your other clients that you have worked with that you love, that you have a great relationship with and you feel okay to kind of like slowly bring them up to that higher rate, then check in with them and be like, hey, so we've realized some things about our, our rates. They weren't sustainable. We're also growing and expanding where we have more offerings. We have, you know, whatever it is that is about the price increase and say, I love working with you though. And so I want to help work up to this. So for, for this next year, I can offer you my new rates of, and then you maybe meet in the middle of what your old rate was and then what your new rate was. I'm talking if you're doing a substantial increase of like 40 to 50%, because mm -hmm. that's going to be pretty awkward and pretty hard for an existing client to handle. And you might lose some clients and that's okay because you will find new clients. That's just part of it. But it's, it's harder to raise your rates than to 
find new clients at new rates. So I wouldn't try to do anything kind of like a hybrid of this and think, oh, okay, so for my existing clients, I will give them, you know, we'll bump them up a little bit. But then any new client, I'll kind of bring them in at this other almost new rate and then slowly build them up to the new rate. Like that's just, it's harder. So only worry about this incremental rates increase for your current existing clients that you love Mm -hmm. and that you want to keep the relationships with. Everyone else, you can just be matter of fact. Here's why we're doing the price increase. Here's the new offerings and the new value reflected. But for those new clients, just bring them in at what your new rate is because you deserve that. And they have no idea probably what your rates right. were previously anyway. So at some on some level, you've got to kind of detach yourself from worrying about it, you know. So now let's say you know how much to raise your rates how do you go about actually doing it? And that's what we're going to talk about next. And I'm going to use a word that we've used in previous podcast episodes, but it just is so true and it comes back again. It's all about communication mm-hmm. and it's all about how you frame the conversation. So I have some general tips that I would like to share that will maybe help you if you are feeling a little unsure about how to have these conversations If you are feeling a little fearful about maybe raising your rates, these can be things that just, that will help you kind of get over the hump, right? And the first one is don't apologize for increasing your price. I, I think there are a couple of points here that are really pertinent. One is that you shouldn't feel bad that prices increase because it happens in so many different areas of life. You're, the- uh, yeah, the gas pump. <laughs> Hello. We just saw major, major increases in gas. No one was apologizing about that. On some level, there is this general cost of living increase that happens. So that's normal. That's kind of expected. So you don't need to apologize for that. And then on a- another point that's that's sort of similar to this is the idea that don't be worried that people don't have money. I think that's a fear. A lot of times we're afraid if we raise our rates, people won't be able to afford us or they won't want to hire us anymore. And that's not always true. Like we've said before, price is not always the deciding factor. Well, and it's not about them not being able to afford it. It's about them not prioritizing it. Because if you look at the overall budgets of the majority of the events and the the places that you're working, the money is there. It's just being prioritized differently. So some of that is just a mindset shift. But don't ever take that on and think, oh, they can't afford me. Just say they don't know how important it is to have me as part of this event. That's beautiful. It's so it's it's true. That's such a great perspective. And I think another thing that's important, too, is when you're having these conversations is if if you need to talk to someone about why you're raising your rates, to tie it back to the value that you're bringing to the client. And I'm actually going to share a story where I had this conversation unexpectedly, and I totally flunked it. But (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) I'm going to give you some some It was a learning experience. It was a learning experience. I was new in sales at this point. In this arena, I didn't really know how to talk about price. I didn't know how to talk about the fact that, you know, you had raised your rates before I had joined on. And so this just kind of came up unexpectedly. And I really bungled my way through it. And Eileen totally saved the day. So I'll tell this story because 
I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable here because just know that the, these are awkward conversations to have and it may not always go exactly how you want it and that's okay because it is a learning experience and you will get better, but you won't get better if you never try. So mm. we had this one client who had worked with us in 2011 or 2012 and then reached out again in, I think it was 2016 or maybe even 2017, I'm not quite sure, but... During that time, we had done two price increases, one of them which was very substantial. And that's because we went from a time when Eileen was running the company by herself, kind of out of a little home office to more of an office setting. So a whole warehouse. And, yeah, yeah. We had office staff and, um, you know, I had come on. So we had another full time salesperson as well. So things were very different in the world of animate objects at that time. That's part of the reason why we had a substantial price increase. So this client called and was asking about entertainment. I sent her a proposal or mentioned price somehow. She was shocked because she had seen the rates like four or five years ago and had no idea that they would have increased that much. And so she asked me like, why is this so much more expensive? And I totally flubbed talking about how, you know, we had added this and we had added that, like making it focused more on the expenses that we had as a business, which is totally justifiable. Like I was trying, I was justifying it to myself. But what I didn't see from her perspective is what value that that brought to her. What did that price increase mean to her? Because I think you felt so shocked by this and so caught off guard that you said something like, well, we're like a real business now. <laughs> oh, and, man. And which, you know, first of all, it's like, oh, so we weren't a real business before. In her mind, she's thinking that probably like, wait, I thought I paid you. Weren't you a real business before? Like the mindset of what you were thinking is like, oh, we're like, we're legit. We got like a warehouse and an office and we have staff. And like, you know, before we were providing a service that was legit, but we didn't have the overhead and the infrastructure of like a quote real business. So I get, I get where you were coming from, but to her, cause she doesn't come to our warehouse or know any of that. She was like, what do you mean? You weren't, you know, like, and the other thing too, where I really messed this up is I'm talking to someone who works for this person worked for a hotel. So hospitality is her like 24 seven. And if you've ever done an event, in a hotel, you normally come in through their loading area, which may also be where their staff come in and out. Mm -hmm. And all the good hotels in Seattle have all of these top 10 ways that we deliver customer service. Mm -hmm. Here are our values. Mm -hmm. Like it's front and center right there that like customer service and value to the people that stay in these hotels are super important. So for me to be talking about the expenses of my business and not focusing on you know, the value that I'm providing to someone who works in this hospitality industry was just, I was just meeting her in the total wrong place. So, well, and I think like one of my favorite client service, if you have, if I haven't said this before, I, I geek out on observing client service. But one of my favorite things is when somebody apologizes, we've said, don't apologize for your pricing but apologize for what they're feeling. Acknowledge, I think is more, not necessarily apologize, but acknowledge what they're feeling. Like, oh, I can understand how that is a big surprise for you. It's mm -hmm. been a while since we talked and like, you know, just starting it with that, like acknowledging the other person too, is something that we got better at over the years. It's so true. And to 
kind of like help all of you on the other end of this podcast, some things that I could have said that probably would have been more helpful is I probably could have focused on the fact that because we had expanded the business, that now meant that we could deliver better client support and customer service. I could have mentioned that we had a wider offering of skills and costumes for her to to select from so we could fit any theme. And then I could have talked about how the overall level of the experience had improved. That meant that the guest experience would improve and that we would have had as a company, a better level of understanding of how to engage her audience. Like those are some ways I could have turned expanding business and more overhead and expenses into something that actually was a selling point for her and didn't feel like an excuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if they did a complete renovation of their hotel and added new staff or moved to a new location or something, they'd be raising their rates substantially too. But you're right their hospitality industry they get better training than we do we just have to make it up as we go of like how do you communicate that value to your guests it's so true and I think the more that you can meet somebody where they might be coming from the easier those conversations can be it but it takes practice and it takes time so you just have to keep working and developing that skill and so I do want to say though depending on when you're listening to this, if you're in current time as we're making it and we're coming out of that pandemic, I do think you actually could focus on some of your financial realities more so than you would in normal times. Because, you know, Brock is talking about don't make it about you, make it about them. But right now, because we've all been out of work, I do think you could bring that into the conversation. You know, use it to your advantage of just saying, you know, like we... We really learned a lot during this pandemic how quickly our industry was um, put out of work. And in going through that, we've realized that we need to value our art more. We need to value our work more. And we are really hoping that clients understand that and support the arts and support how hard it is to make this work so that we can continue to survive and thrive. And so our rates have gone up quite a bit because we want to continue to provide this level of service without having to, you know, be worried what's around the next corner. And you can also be frank and say, you know, a lot of companies have closed. A lot of people have had to take other jobs. A lot of shows have closed. We're really happy that we are here and we are available, but we do have higher rates because we need to have a strong foundation moving forward to be able to serve our clients. You know, just like you're bringing it back to the serve and the value, but you're also acknowledging like, realistically, you need to have higher rates right now. And you can you can bring the pandemic and use that to, to leverage and be sure to talk about supporting the arts and supporting live theater and supporting live entertainment because if they've been watching any news throughout all of this, they do know how hard we've been hit. And mm-hmm. so you just need to kind of find a way to remind them um, mm-hmm. and that them supporting you and hiring you is supporting the arts, is supporting live theater, is supporting circus, is supporting local. So you know, use it to your advantage. And that's a really great way of looking at it. And uh, I'll add too. I actually saw this come up in one of my DJ forums. We, we may bring that up from time to time because I'm a DJ and. And the I, DJ forums are funny. <laughs> I follow DJ forums. They are funny and, and sometimes frustrating. But the one nice thing that I did see is someone commented on how they, whatever part of the country they're in, they've been able to get back to doing events again and that the customers are tipping them really well and Mm. saying things like, 
I, I know you've had a really awful year and I want to do what I can to make it better for you. And mm. that just like, that warms my heart. That makes me feel so much better. So for know, any clients out there listening, that's the right way to handle things. That is the right <laughs> way to handle things. So I'm, I'm hopeful that if, if you're raising your rates right now, that, that people will come from a place of understanding and uh, it is the right time to revisit all of this. Just mm-hmm. like Eileen said. So, you know, you can also use your rates increase as kind of a promotional strategy, right? And so like right now, it's a great way to reconnect with your past clients because you want to let them know that you're here and you're available and you're ready. So having a reason to reach out to them that doesn't sound like too pitchy or too salesy is just like a a re-engagement strategy. So you can like reach out to them, either DM or email, however you connect with your people and just be like, Hey, and you know, go check out their social media, see what they've been up to comment on something you saw, like, Oh, congratulations on your new child or your new uh, sourdough bread (laughs) habit or your new garden, you know, whatever they've been doing. Um, And just say, I want to reach out and say, Hey, I'm excited for events to return and wanted to send you my current rate sheet you know, and then also you can share what you've been working on. If you have a new skill, a new act, new costumes, share all of that. And then if you don't have anything new, maybe that's, that's okay. If you weren't able to train, like no shame in that, but you can also connect on those other things. Did you get into baking sourdough bread or gardening or, you know, whatever it was that you were into so that people remember that you're a human too, and they can, they can connect with that. Yeah. And in normal times too, you can also use raising your rates as a way of doing a sales promotion for your audience. So let's say you're going to do a price increase. You've already run the numbers. You're going to do it. Two months before that goes into effect, you can do an announcement and just let your general audience know. So you can post on social media. You can send an email to your list and just let them know that you're going to raise your rates. And what that's really great for is for those people who maybe have been thinking about you, they have an event coming up and they just forgot, and they've been meaning to reach out to you, it gives them an incentive to do so. It kind of like puts you top of mind again. And it gives them a sense of urgency. And I used to get that all the time. Oh, I, I've been totally meaning to call you. I had this event, you know, and you, you just need to give them a reason to call you today. It's proactive as well. So you're reaching out, you're letting people know that way it's not necessarily a shock to them when it does happen. Yep. And then another way that you can use raising your rates as well is encouraging your existing clients, the ones who you've done a proposal for, the ones who maybe have an inquiry that's kind of still floating and lingering out there. Right before you do your price increase, let's say two weeks before, you can reach out to each of them individually. I would do this individually. This would not be something that you would just broadcast out into the social media ether. But you would send them an email or give them a call and say, oh, I'm raising my rates. I just wanted to let you know that's going to go into effect. List your date. And then you can say, if you book by this date, I can honor the prices that I had listed in the proposal, like if they had your old rates. So this just gives them an an incentive to go ahead and book. So yeah, you may not be getting your new increased rate, but you've got work that is on the books now that's not out there lingering. So it helps, again, create that sense of urgency. And you know, just a little sales strategy uh, I'll throw in there that just made me think of, you know, we always used to end any of those conversations, or at least like if we tell them something like that, even if it's on the phone or email, always end that with a question. 
of like, oh, you know, is your client excited about the new costume that we showed you last time? Or get really specific on something that would start a conversation. How did the team like the video we sent you? Or what kind of feedback did you get on the proposal at your last meeting? Or if you know specific things that they were waiting on to make a decision, usually when people are in limbo, it's because there's a lot of decisions that are involved, right? So if you can make a statement like this, but all of a sudden turn it into a conversation. So it's not just like a, oh, book me now. Like, yeah, book me now. You're going to lose this rate. Now make it about them. And I wanted to ask, like, how is it going with securing the venue? Did you did you pick the venue that you wanted? Mm-hmm. Right. So then they're starting to talk about their event. Oh, that's a great tip. That's so great. Yes. And one question, not five questions. Only one. Right. Like yeah, I, I, I went to a workshop once where somebody said, think of all of these conversations like a text message. Mm. Just ask one question to get one response and then ask another question. And then, you know, like if even five questions, then they won't know which to answer and they won't answer all of them. But one question, you're right. It gives just enough personal touch to get them to engage. Exactly. Mm, I like that. All right. Here's the part that we save for the end. And that's for performers that are out there working for a company. And maybe you're looking to raise your rates. We've got some things for you to consider too. And some tips to help make that conversation go a little better as well. Right. So if you are a performer that works for a company or an agency and you want to raise your rates, it's a little more complex, not complex, like complicated, but just there's more layers and more levels to it. So far, we've been primarily talking about raising your rates, dealing directly with clients or event planners. But first of all, to think about how to raise your rates, um, we talked about that in our last episode because we kind of compared that to undercutting and being worried about other performers behind you that might work for less. And basically, there's two quick ways to do it. You know, have a conversation with them. One way is communicating your value. Mm -hmm. The more that you can communicate to them the value that you bring, they have to be able to sell that to their clients. So if they're going to say, oh, we're going to raise the price, then they have to be able to explain why you are a higher level performer or bring more value than some of the other acts that they have, right? So give them the words to help sell you better mm-hmm. that are related to the value. But then also you can be honest with a breakdown of your financial situation because they might be so busy dealing with their budgets, they don't realize how many other jobs you do or don't have. They don't realize how many hours go into prepping if you break down your pay from them and it comes out to be $11 an hour, $10 an hour or less. You know, just hopefully you can have a relationship with them where you can break that down, where we said don't necessarily do this for a client. If you're working with someone that hires you, it's helpful for them to understand the reality, the financial reality of the rates that they're paying. It might be intentional, but I think a lot of the times it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. So you could bring that into the conversation. But when you are ready to have that conversation, I just want to make sure that you know it takes a while, just like it takes a while for rates to increase. Because for your pay rate to raise, for it to be higher, that means that extra money needs to come from somewhere, which means they need to raise their prices with their clients. And, you know, they might not be in the cycle of their price increase. They may have their price increase planned for six months from now. So just know that you have to fit within their time frame of when they're doing their price increase, perhaps. Um, Another reason it might take a while is they might have proposals and even signed contracts that are for six months to even two years sometimes in advance. So if you've already agreed 
to work at a certain rate for an event that's already signed a contract, you can't then go back and change that rate. Mm-hmm. So that one is already signed, sealed and delivered. It's that's the rate. So any, you know, newer proposals, new contracts, those can be at a higher rate. So again, that may take a while to take effect. If you've decided that this isn't okay and you need to draw some boundaries, I support you. You can do that. Here's some advice. So I do need to go back and say, if you've already signed a contract or an agreement at a certain rate, I don't think it's fair to change that because I wouldn't do that with a client. I agree. I, you know, that, that, that one is not what we're talking about, but let's say you've got pending proposals out there. It's fair for you to go to a company and say like, oh, so I'm raising my rates in a couple of weeks and I know I'm on this proposal that's pending and the client likes my act, but they haven't signed it. I don't have any, you know, agreement or confirmation yet. So I just wanted to share, I'm willing to work at that rate if it books by this date. After such and such date, I am no longer available to work at that rate. So give them a couple weeks lead time. So you're not just telling as of tomorrow. (laughs) And the reason that I'm saying that you can do this is because sometimes the end client, which might be three or four times removed from whoever you're talking to, sometimes they need a reason to sign on the dotted line. Like I said, and planning an event, planning a festival, planning whatever it is, there's so many elements. And sometimes you have to kind of like wait until all the pieces fall into place to know exactly what your budget is. But if you come in with a reason of like, well, hey, if we don't sign by this date, we're going to lose that performer, then that might be all they need to push them over and say, okay, let's do it. I do want them. You know, sometimes they just need that reason. So we've used that and that works. What you've just laid out is similar to like what the person booking directly with the client would do with with letting people know beforehand, right? Oh, right, right, yeah. So it's similar in in that respect. It's just you're communicating with the company that's hiring you versus the person who is booking directly with the client. Because you don't have that direct access to the client, it can take longer. It and can. It you they may or may not agree, <laughs> and so you know it may be time to find a new company to work with if it's not working out but at least start with that conversation start with a communication I think when you approach it from that perspective of I'm raising my rates and I won't be available after this point it's like not cutting off the commitments that you've already made Mm -hmm, and for mm -hmm. us when we ran our company the commitments that we had with our performers were hugely important to us because that's what you're you know, you're signing a contract with a client Mm -hmm. based on the commitments from the people who are working for you. Mm -hmm. So it's important to maintain those commitments. But at least when you have the conversation that way, you're allowing that person to have some time to adjust their process or contact the end client. And hey, if you're raising your rates right now, it's another great reason to reach out to those companies and agencies you've worked with and tell them about your new offerings and tell them about your new rates and have that rate conversation now before there's like a very specific event they want to hire you for and then it's like in the moment and they've already pitched it at a specific price so you're you're advocating for your future self that's right beautiful well we've given everyone a lot to chew on in this episode but remember every other vendor raises their rates and that means that you can and you should too and there's no magic number for how to do those rate increases So be sure you look back at your finances and your schedule, look forward at your goals, and think holistically about where you're headed, because that should inform your rate increase as well. And then communication is key, like we just said. 
and we've given you some strategies for how you can use a price increase to your advantage. So we hope that these are all helpful for you. And since we mentioned before, when you're talking about a rates increase, looking at your current rates, what state are they in? Part of that is knowing the market, Mm. right? And, you know, it can be kind of nebulous to know. We do have tips that we help people and how to ask, how to research your market rates and how to connect with other vendors and other performers. But we're also doing a survey called the U.S. Gig Pay Survey, where we are just trying to get these numbers, you know, like let's talk some hard numbers of what people are charging in different events and different venues and different types of work and different gigs and at different levels too. Are we doing like parades and festivals, nightclubs, or are we doing like high-end corporate events and luxury events? So anyways, circusboss.com slash survey and share your rates with us so that you can be added to the data. I know that we've been talking about all these really heady money, money topics, but it just is what we're passionate about right now because we want everyone to level up coming out of this pandemic. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so good to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe if you're enjoying what we're throwing down and share it with all of your circus friends. And find us over on Instagram, Circus Boss Official, and let us know what else would you like to hear about. 